I'm Dave Hill. I was born and raised in America, but my grandfather, Clarence Vincent Blake Sr., was from Canada. Clinton, Ontario, to be exact. And when I was a kid growing up on the mean streets of suburban Cleveland, Ohio, my grandfather would thrill and amaze me and my siblings with tales of his mysterious and magical homeland located just across majestic Lake Erie. My grandfather's been up in that big hockey arena in the sky for over 30 years now, so I figured it was time I finally learned more about his country, which is why I started this podcast on which I try to learn more about Canada, one Canadian at a time. This is So You're Canadian. Thank you for joining me for So You're Canadian once again. I'm Dave Hill, mentioned earlier. And thank you to all of you new listeners. My partner Chris Gersbeck and I have noticed a nice spike in listenership lately, which we're extremely grateful for. I'm guessing it might have something to do with my recent and ongoing tour of lovely Canada to talk about my new book, Parking the Moose, out now, which just so happens to be about, you got it, my exploration of Canada. Thank you if you bought it already, and if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Come on! It's available wherever incredible and seriously Canadian books are sold. And I would know, because I I went into a bunch of bookstores last week and and made sure I I, uh, threatened them if they didn't have it. But they all did, which was great. I even saw it at the airport, which was awesome. Today, I mean, I only say it's awesome because I never seen my book in the airport before. It was wild. Today, I'm in New York City. But I've just returned from a whirlwind invasion of Western Canada. First, Vancouver, where I saw the Canucks destroy the Red Wings 5-1. to one. And yes, I attended the game all alone. I did other stuff in Vancouver, but that was pretty wild. That was a good time. Then I went to Calgary for a wild 24 hours before continuing on to glorious Winnipeg, where I was for less than 24 hours before returning to Calgary once again for Calgary Word Fest, which was a super blast. Uh, and I can't wait to, I gotta write another book so I can go again. Uh, did I have poutine walls in Canada? You know it. Am I exhausted? Totally. Am I returning to Canada soon? You bet your ass I am. In fact, this Sunday, I will be in Ottawa for Ottawa Writers Festival. You can come see me and author Lori Gelman at Christ Church Cathedral at 1.30pm. We're gonna be chatting and signing books, and I will, uh, you know, really just do whatever you want i'll uh, wrestle you uh anyway i would love to see you there if you're anywhere in the area please come more info at writersfestival.org um and before we get on to the main event let me just say today if you're listening on the day of the release is october 22nd today in canadian history chris put in some cool music right here In 1964 in Canada, an all-party parliamentary committee selects the design which will become the new official flag of Canada. And gosh, I think they nailed it. In 1976, red dye number four is banned by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration after it it is discovered that it causes tumors in the bladders of dogs. The dye... Wait, what? What? The dye is still used in Canada. Okay. Uh, I hope all those dog bladders are fine. I I mean, 
I've been in Canada a lot. It has not come up, but I, I'm glad to have this information. My thanks to my partner in crime, producer Chris Gersbeck, uh, for relaying that information to me. Let's look at some Canadian birthdays, shall we? In 1902, on this day, Frank Spedding, Canadian chemist whose uranium extraction process helped make possible the first atomic bomb, was born in the Hammer. Hamilton, Ontario, that is. I've been to, I've been to Hamilton, not to brag. On this day in 1945, Yvonne, Yvonne Ponton, probably pronouncing that wrong, Canadian actor and television host, was born. I'm guessing in Quebec, but with that name. In 1946, Claude Chiron, French-Canadian politician and TV personality, was born. In On this day in 19... Gosh, there's a lot of birthdays. In 1947, Raymond Bachand, probably pronouncing that wrong, French-Canadian politician and business was born. Let's keep going. I'm going to do every birthday that's ever happened. 1967, Ron Tugnut, Canadian ice hockey player, was born... Gosh, I bet uh, growing up with the with the name Ron Tugnut, if I'm pronouncing that properly, that'll toughen you up for uh, a nice hockey career. In 1972, Tyrone Williams, Canadian American football defensive tackle, who now plays for the Dallas Cowboys, or did or something, was born in Halifax, Nova Scotia, of course. And in 1986, Kara Lang, Canadian soccer player, was born. If you are Canadian and have a birthday, let me know. Who knows? Maybe I'll read it on the show. Oh, golly. Lucy, I don't know if you heard that, but Lucy just uh, yawned in the background. She is not into Canadian birthdays, I guess. Anyway, now for the main event on So You're Canadian, where I talk to a Canadian person for a seriously long time. Speaking of which, if you are Canadian and you think you'd make a great guest on this show or you simply know a Canadian who would make a great guest on this show, please get in touch by dropping me a line at dave at davehillonline.com. That's dave at davehillonline.com. My guest today is awesome, and he's a good buddy of mine, I have to say. I must warn you, he is from Ontario. As I mentioned, I've been getting some serious complaints from people asking me to talk to some more folks from other parts of Canada besides Ontario, and I promise you I will. They're, uh, they're, I've got some locked and loaded. They're coming, uh, though I could certainly use your help with that if you're willing. If you know, you know, where, if you're from Nunavut, Yukon, anywhere, just get in touch. Uh, but my guest today, he is from Ontario, Scarborough, I believe, if I'm getting that right, uh, Scarberia, as I learned, it's called, uh, after reading Sean Avery's book, which I really enjoyed and recommend, um, Lucy, where's Lucy going? Lucy's my dog, if you haven't picked up on, on that yet. Uh, my guest today is excellent writer and musician and all-around hilarious and great guy, Paul Myers. Paul is the host of the Record Store Day podcast, which launched today with its very first episode. The guest is legendary producer Tony Visconti. Can't get much better than that. You can get it wherever podcasts are found. Please rate, review, and subscribe, of course. Paul is also the author of the book, The Kids in the Hall, One Dumb Guy, which is about, you guessed it, the awesome Canadian sketch group, The Kids in the Hall. He is also the co-editor of Go All the Way, a literary appreciation of Power Pop, parentheses, the mixtape series, which is out November 12th, totally up my alley, I'm going to get it. 
Paul is also one half of the pop rock duo, The Paul and John, whose excellent album, Inner Sunset, is available at bandcamp.com. Can you hear the cops in the background? They're like, uh, it's the Power Pop Police. They're like, uh, the Paul and John are awesome. We better, uh, come and bust them. Uh, oh my gosh, they do seem like they're coming pretty close. And now, my delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with Canada's own Paul Myers. I'm here with Paul Myers. Paul. Hey. Hey. So, you're Canadian. Hey. Uh, Yeah, I'm Canadian. I was born in Toronto, Canada. In, you mentioned, uh, by the way, I believe uh, you, you, you will have been the first uh, person ever to do Dave Hill's podcasting incident and also the Canadian podcast. It's a real honor. It's an incredible feeling. Um, so you're from Toronto, Scarborough. Is that correct? I was actually born, you know, I say I was raised in Scarborough, but I was actually born at the college, uh, Women's College Hospital at the corner of University Avenue and College Avenue. Which sounds funny, like this university is, and college. They're both, that's, that's two roads. That's a bit lazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. In this, that's in Toronto. In Toronto. That's downtown Toronto. Yeah, that's right uh, around the corner from Maple Leaf Gardens. Ooh. Yeah, for you uh, old hockey fans from another era. Is that, that? but they, they've since replaced Yeah, Maple, Maple Leaf Gardens, Gardens is now no longer the home of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Where do they play? They play at the, uh, what used to be called the Air Canada Centre. Maybe it still is. It's down at the waterfront. But I was, I was born at a hospital and a woman uh a woman delivered me like a woman doctor mm-hmm. at a time when that was a thing like at a time when yeah it was like, like it had been wild was that women's that college hospital my mother went to this doctor whose name was dr poland which was a, certainly no jokes were ever made about that when i was a kid no polish jokes were ever made <laughs> and um all two of my brothers uh, both of my brothers i guess you say when it's only two both of my uh, brothers. I, I like two, all two. Both of my, all two of my brothers were also born at the same hospital, even though we lived in the suburbs. So my parents would go downtown to have us. I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe they were bored. It was Saturday night. Who knows? Mix I up. have no idea why they did that. Maybe, ahead, maybe it was a Canadian. Go have a baby rule. in a big city. That's right. You want to have a baby in the big city, which is isn't that an old blues song? You got to have a baby in the big city. If it's not, it should be immediately. Yeah, Canadian, now, blues, a Canadian blues. Song. Canadian blues. A Canadian bluesman. Randy Bachman, I feel like. Yeah, Randy Bachman would do sit it. in with the Canadian blues. Could I have a baby in the city? <laughs> That's how he'd sing it. Baby in the city. That's it. That's a good... Uh, I have nothing to compare it to. I have a pretty good Randy oh. Bachman impression. Whatever. Well, I was going to say, I, 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 was, I wish that I could say, well, I, I know a guy who does a better Randy Bachman. <laughs> but you you will not know anyone who does a better Randy Bachman. In keeping with the Canadian podcast. I don't know where you're going with this podcast, but I have stories about Randy Bachman if you want. Uh, that is the sweet spot of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. Well, okay, so Randy Bachman, Randy Bachman, Bachman Turner Overdrive, and the Guess Who, and the Guess Who. He wrote he wrote the guitar riff for American Woman, uh, and uh, he also wrote uh, uh, Laughing, I think, or he well, co-wrote it with Burton Cummings. He wrote all the songs for the Guess Who up until a certain point, but not later songs. So the actual story about Randy Bachman is that he was a Mormon. I think he's yeah. He, from he, Winnipeg? From Winnipeg. So the guests who come from Winnipeg, uh, Manitoba, Canada. Sure. And they, I've been there. I guess this is have a Have you Canadian, been to Winnipeg? I have been to Winnipeg exactly twice in my life. 
I've been exactly once. You're, you've out-Winnipegged me. I've out-Winnipegged you for sure. What's your uh, take on Winnipeg? Uh, it's cold. It I was there out. in the winter, though. I so. was there in the summer. I still found it to be I have cold. a lot of love for Winnipeg right now. I, have never, I haven't been there since uh, Kevin McDonald, the Kids in the Hall, lives there. Why but, does he live in uh, He met a woman there that he uh, enjoys being with. Wow. And uh, I, um, I've never met her because I haven't been there when they've lived there. So, uh, But he, uh, there's a band called The Weaker Thans from Canada. I know them, And sure. they're from Winnipeg, and they have a great song called One Great City, which apparently was the Winnipeg, you know, civic slogan. And it's, but the chorus of the song is, I hate Winnipeg. And, and it's all about all the things, like a mundane afternoon of a bus driver uh, driving around Winnipeg in the cold, you know. And, and it, like he says something like, was that the the, uh, the the bombers suck and so does the guess who? It's like one of the lines. Like, it like Wait, so all the, the things Flynn, that you'd be proud of. The Flin Flon bombers, the hockey no, team. No, Winnipeg uh, Blue Bombers. Who are they? CFL, Canadian oh. Football League. Dude, dude, I should know this. Yeah, you should you should start bro- bro- I, bone up on your CFL. Man. I'm quarter Canadian, and Which I should quarter? know that. Uh, it's hard to say. My grandfather was from Clinton, Ontario. Oh, cool. And where's that in the map for me? It is uh, right across Lake Huron. From uh, Michigan. So okay, so it's not. I guess like, I kinda, It's not like Windsor. It's not near Windsor. That's down down by Detroit. Yeah, it's more like uh, further up. You go up the thumb, across from the thumb. Okay. Of the of the of the boxing right, right, glove right. of Michigan. Like I know uh, Port Huron, which is uh, across from Sault Ste. Marie, which they used to call Port Huron. Uh, what what. Why would they do that? Port Huron is in, I guess, Michigan. Maybe? Now, now or, I'm looking. Up or I'm not sure where it is. Clinton, Ontario. Maybe it's in Wisconsin or Milwaukee. I don't, I don't only. I, I I'm woefully ignorant of my Great Lakes, uh, American states. Um, that's that, all right. That's bad because I have a lot of uh, people that uh, follow me on various social media who are from those areas, and I should probably know. Well, better. you've you've just I've lost, lost all that's of true. them. I know. Hit okay. unfollow on that guy. Clinton is across. Yeah, it's right here. I'm going to show you. Oh, you're going to show me. There's Clinton, where the red thing is. Oh, I see now. So it's above London, yes. Ontario. It's right. Yeah, it's right where I was saying. So I used to play in London, Ontario every so often in bands I, I was in. Call the Office? I played Call the Office, yeah. I played there. Do you there. know that? Do you know the Spoke? It's also at, uh, I think it's in Waterloo. No, where's the Spoke is a college pub on one of, the, one of the campuses in that area. Yeah, but Call the Office is in London. I played there with Corky and the Juice Pigs. Do you ever hear of them? No. Sean Cullen genius comedian still still working today sean cullen is uh one of those guys that people who know comedy especially from the 80s like they were a comedy rock band which there was a lot of comedy rock bands corky in canada and, and corky Ju- and the juice pigs there was no corky but and really no juice pigs but they aren't were, we it was are, sean are yeah. we all arguably juice pigs i think that's true that's our I natural think, state he, yeah. humans are naturally <laughs> You know, juice pig. I feel like there's some kind of like a course you could do to evolve yourself back to being a, ju- a natural juice pig state. Yeah, you that's know? what that's embrace the, uh, your juice pig. Yeah, don't don't fight it. It's like he's fighting his juice pig. I don't like this. I don't know why everyone's German in Canada suddenly. But yeah, uh, I was going to ask. It's about a very that. German population. It's a, a weird yeah. twist. You don't. Think uh, so you were from your parent. Your part of your lineage is my Clinton, grandfather Ontario. was from Clinton, Ontario. And Which did you hear sort stories of, a, of the old country when you were growing up? Is it? Yeah, I've been to the old country. I went there. Um, I went to his farm that he grew up on, and I, and I, I went and I knocked on the door of the house that's on the farm. Like that? Just like that. Radio show. No one home. Yeah. 
<laughs> There's no one home. What's going on at this? Wait, is, if, did you just firebomb the the farmhouse? <laughs> that was it. Was a door shutting, but it sounded a little like it an sounded like you threw like <laughs> like like a gas. Uh, yeah, so I'm doing sound effects into a cup in case you're wondering. No, it's very theater effective. of the mind. I know it's it, but it did sound. Chris, can you do you concur that it did sound like he threw some sort of? <laughs> he's trying to smoke out. My uh, there's Canadians ancestor. In there. Yeah, <laughs> let's root him out. So is that how you learned to skate so well? It is. But my grandfather from Clinton, Ontario. We were forced to. Uh, to we were for, thrown out on the ice at around, I guess, three or so. Oh wow! Like babies out of the yeah. You like just birds. put put skates and then fly. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember skate my, or swim. My oldest sister Miriam. Didn't she? She got to an age where she just didn't want to go ice skating anymore. Like right. on the week, because we would go, you know, on the weekends. Go, we'd all go skating, and uh, and and she, I remember, said in front of my grandfather, like, I don't want to skate. I don't, I don't like skating. Right. And he said, What good are you if you can't skate? Oh my God, that's so that's so harsh. And, and I remember yeah. being however old I was, seven or something, and I yeah. was just like, he's right. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to learn to skate, so I'm not useless. Yeah, but, absolutely. But he said that, and I was, that's why I learned how to skate so well, because I'm pretty rusty now, to be honest. But uh, Did you like hockey as a kid, though? Yeah, you well. still do, probably, right? I think, pardon? You still do. I still do, yeah. I, I, I would call myself a lover of the game. Yeah. Meaning, which gets me off the hook from knowing... You're uh, kind of a lapsed NHL fan. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I can't name a lot of players, but when there's a game on, I can tell you what's happening. You can name players? No, I can't either. Like, that's the thing. I say lapsed because there was a period in my life when I liked the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I would know everything about the game. I knew actually knew all the players' names on other teams. Like I knew Me Jerry, too. Jerry Cheevers, Brad Park, and that's my era, right? You know, Daryl Sittler was on the Leafs. I... You know, uh, Dave Keon, even I go that far back. And then uh, uh, Doug Gilmore, probably the last era of the Leafs that I was really up on, Lanny McDonald, all those people. But as a lapsed hockey fan, you probably appreciate the same thing that I do, like like where it's like once you're at an arena, maybe, or even if it's on, if the game's on somewhere and everyone's watching it, you kind of go, oh, wait a minute, I know this game. I know where, I know why that's a good play. Mm-hmm. The guy's getting away with the puck and he got checked from behind. I know that's a penalty, the way he hit him. I, yeah. I know that that was offside. I know he crossed the blue line. Like, it all comes back to me. And I'm like, it's almost like when the people, are, I'm not Catholic, but I know that people who grew up at Catholic school and then just have no religion anymore. But then they, one day they'll start, you know, rattling off stuff. They'll read something by Patty Smith about Catholicism and they'll be rattling off all the Catholic uh, terminology. Oh, and yeah. And you're like, how do you know that? They go, oh, I was Catholic school when I was a kid. You know? Oh, I still, yeah, I have every, I'll, I'll, I'm so used to it for my whole life that I'll just be like lying in bed and I can't sleep and I'll just like start rattling prayers in my head. Not, oh, wow. not out of like, uh, there's not, nothing against it, but, I, but, but I'm just doing it devout. Yeah. I'm just yeah. doing it as sort of like, uh, just like, how can I busy my brain so I can fall back to sleep oh, without yes. thinking about, you it's know, like you're counting rosary beads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm just, yeah. I'm yeah. just like trying to like, how can I, but not like, well, I'm like that with hockey. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But that's that's exactly. Yeah, it's truly the only sport. Yeah, where I can watch and I'm like, I know exactly what's going on. 
and uh, and I can and I can break it down for you. Like but my I, two my two brothers are huge hockey fans to this day. And who's be, their team? Uh, well, M- Mike's the Toronto Maple Leafs, but Mike sometimes will also be a fan of whatever town he's in because he'll get access to the games a lot. Like he'll he'll be if he's in L.A. He was living in L.A. for a while, so he kind of knew all the guys on the Kings. And then he's been living in New York for years, so he knows all the New York Rangers. Oh, but he's, see, but he's not, not not the Long Island like he's, or New Jersey Devils. Like he's oh no, he's, like he's like it's not like he's against them, but he's more of a oh, New York. I'm against them. He's a Rangers fan, you know. But he's more of a Leaf fan who's also a Rangers fan. You know, that's what I mean? well. I'm I'm the same way. Well, this is like I I am fully because I'm I'm a Rangers fan. But if I move to Another city, I would just root for that team. But I'll tell you something. When I moved to San Francisco after living in Toronto all my life in '97, I li- I moved. Uh, I thought, oh, I guess I'll have to start. You know, I'll just check out the San Jose Sharks. San Jose is like two and a half hour drive. So if you go to a shark game, you've got to drive all the way down there in horrible traffic because you have to get there during rush hour. So it's like a long, long drive. And then you're super tired at the end of the game, and you got a three hour. It's like doing a gig there. Like you, it's like. You know, at least I don't drink anymore. So at least, like, I used to drink years ago, and I would never drink and drive. But what I'm saying is, if you're going to have beers at a hockey game, you forget it. Like, it's just no way you could, yeah. you could like, and then there's a Caltrain. It takes forever. Next thing so, you know, you're living in San Jose. Yeah, exactly. And, like, so that's, so that kind of uh, was one of the reasons I dropped out of following hockey as a kind of a thing, because I don't really have a team in San Francisco. Yeah. Like, they say it's your team, but it's not your team. It's not. They, they should have a San Francisco team, but I can't see anyone supporting it. I don't think anyone talks about hockey, you know? It's not even on the sports pages in, in Really? The Sharks, well, the Sharks, when they're winning, it's like, you know that thing? When they'll they're th- winning, they're everybody's team. They'll throw them a bone. It's like the Golden State Warriors in basketball. It's like, they're Oakland's team until they were great, and now they're moving to San Francisco. It's like, okay, you can join the family. <laughs> like, you were Oakland's team before, now you're, the Golden State Warriors mean San Francisco now, right? Like, it's like, and I'm mm-hmm. sure Oakland loves that, because Oakland's got that, you know, other the second city of the Bay Area, you know. Yeah, yeah. Chip on its It's shoulder. San Francisco's bitch. Yeah, but they but they're defiantly not that. Yeah, you know, in their mind, yeah, they're not. But we all know. <laughs> well, I live in Berkeley, which is just like even even like north of Oakland. So like I'm East Bay North. You know what I mean? So it's like so it's it's you know. So I understand all that stuff. But now, anyway. what made you? Why did you leave Canada? Uh, why um, would anyone leave Canada for love? Oh really? Is uh, that no, why? Well, well, my wife. So she's not you married. Actually, there's a longer story. My yeah, my wife's from Canada, and she's from Toronto. She is from Canada. She's from the other suburb. Like my wife's from the Mississauga end of Toronto, and I'm from the Scarborough end of Toronto. Could not be more different. Yeah, exactly. It's like Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and then um, we were working at a restaurant together. Somehow, my whole life story isn't part of this story. But we um, we worked in a restaurant together and, and started dating and fell in love. Skip over that big detail, and then uh, I was in bands and it was kind of like getting, kind of getting somewhere in the Toronto scene, but not getting everywhere that I wanted to be. Uh-huh. Kind of, and started doing freelance writing as well. And that's how I became a writer. And freelance writing you can do anywhere. My yeah. wife, on the other hand, is in publishing, and she got to the point where she got kind of headhunted by a company in San Francisco. Now my brother Mike, the who's a, the comedy actor Mike Myers, mm-hmm. had done a movie called Sawyer Married an Axe Murderer, which was set in San Francisco, and he. He'd uh, personalized the script to be really San Francisco friendly, so I knew a lot about San Francisco from him. Mm-hmm. So when my wife got a ch- Lisa, my wife got a chance to move to, to look at moving to there. So we went down together to check it out, and I was like walking around San Francisco. I thought, 
how exciting that this isn't Los Angeles. Like, how exciting. My brother at the time was living in Hollywood. So I was like, this is like my California. I could make this my own. So that's why we moved to California. And then we got like green cards. We got visas and then we got green cards, but we never got citizenship until later. So uh, you're a citizen now. I'm a dual citizen now, which is crazy. Like, because as much as I love my my America, like I really do, I want to vote. I want to be able to like do jury duty and have influence on everything. I also feel it's weird when I have my U.S. passport and it says I'm an American citizen because I think like a Canadian. Like I walk around, and you you must know other Canadians, right? Who are no, living I'm down Canadian, here. sure. And they probably at some point have told you. I don't know if it's universal or not, but th- that you always feel like a Canadian even when you have citizenship of the United States. What what does that mean? Like like thinking like a Canadian. What like, is like like thinking like a Canadian, or does it mean you're afraid that uh, they're going you're going to be kicked out of well there's the, there was a, the, one of the reasons I became a citizen actually was I got I became a citizen during the Obama year so I didn't wasn't worried about so much about not fitting in with the government at that time but uh, certainly it's bizarre that as soon as I got my citizenship it was like just a year before Trump so oh so, so you very recently became a citizen yeah yeah we only really did it uh, well it's actually going on th- three or four years now mm-hmm. so I'd say the last two years of the Obama presidency were I was a U.S. citizen so mm-hmm. So, what, what year was that? 20... We can't even remember. Yeah, the, 20, let's say I got yeah, 2014. 2014. Yeah, so, so, yeah. So, and the thing is, you know, it. I respect, I, I know I know a lot about American civics now because I had to study it. So, in a weird way, I'm that thing we talk, we talk about sometimes where Canadians know a lot about America, but it's not, it wasn't indoctrinated on us. So, it's, it's, uh, it's like we know it on an intellectual level, but we haven't just taken it as gospel because you might grow up like American exceptionalism. You know that thing where it's like, yeah, but we're American. We're free, right? I'm like, you know, that whole thing of like, I don't assume anything about America, you know? Well, that's that's the whole thing um, with with my grandfather is that growing up, you know, you know, we're taught that we're taught American exceptionalism from, you know, the age of, you know, Two months, no. Uh, but <laughs> you know, when you're prenatal. when you're a little kid, you're you're just yeah, you're just like this is the best place. We're free. Yeah. We have it like better than anyone else. And but for me, like and my siblings growing up, our Canadian grandfather would always you know Sunday dinners be like Canada's the best. So I grew up mm. thinking Canada was the best. Oh, that's cool. I I just pretty much. Uh, my whole youth, I was like, Canada is the best place on earth, just because he told us that. There was a time when Canada was, it still is to me, don't get me wrong, I don't want to offend my Canadian friends. We can't upset Canadians. But let me say this, there was a time, Very uh, 67, people. so I'm I'm probably a little bit older than you, maybe a lot older than you. In 1967, I was a very young, impressionable kid, and that was a time of Expo 67, an incredible time for Canadian identity. It was, uh, Trudeau was the, pre- uh, Pierre Trudeau was Number the one, prime yeah. minister. And numero uno, numero. and he was you know dating Barbara Streisand when that was cool, and uh, oh, I'd still, I'd and then it, and his cool. and then his wife a few years later his wife was caught in in the Rolling Stones company so like that's how cool he was he was hanging out like his wife cheated on him probably with the Rolling Stones so I mean they don't know for sure I mean some people have told me that she definitely cheated on him with the Rolling Stones this but is Pierre's. Pierre's, or Justin's, Justin's mom? mom. So I'm not trying to denigrate her, but I know that Justin's she had... Justin's mom boned Keith Richards? Well, we don't know about that. We don't know. It might have been Ronnie Wood. Write that down. Boned Keith Richards. She was definitely definitely involved with them and hung out with them. 
And there's some say that, I think, you know, remember they got busted in Toronto? Some say that the RCMP, the Mounties, made sure that she wasn't there when they did the raid, you know, that whole thing. Oh, and w- didn't... This is all hearsay and rumors, by the way. I but... can't go home now. <laughs> you can never, you can never go home. Now, isn't... Anyway, Mike, go ahead. W- this is, w- was, was Canada, that was like the... Um... Is that associated with the, Keith Richards, like the rumors that he had to have his blood swapped out? Is that a, does that have a Canadian? It connection? probably has something to do with that. Uh, there was definitely that. The, this was the story though that so he gets busted for heroin, serious stuff. He yeah. talks about it, I think, in his own book. Um, I'm looking up. But but the thing that happened was Keith got off, like he was allowed to not go to jail for possessing heroin because he did a concert for the Canadian National Institute for the Blind. So it was a charity concert for blind children in a town near Toronto. And everybody that I know remembers him doing an interview saying, there was this one girl, this beautiful little blind girl. And I thought, what a great, she was my little angel, my little blind angel. And like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm smoothing his voice out. It was a lot more gruff, but... My little blind that, angel. That's a pretty yeah, good uh, yeah, Keith yeah. Richards. Yeah, I do, I do it in my night Solid. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do, yeah, you have Randy Bachman, <laughs> Keith Richards. <laughs> it's like one of those things where he goes, who's that at the door? I think it's none other than <laughs> Keith Richards and Randy Bachman. Come on in, guys. <laughs> like, like theater of the mind. Now let's take a quick break to check in with our friends over at Maximum Fun. Hello, my name is Tusk Henderson, and I am an outdoorsman. Are you looking for a new comedy podcast? This month's episode of Beef and Dairy Network podcast has as its guest the wonderful Nick Offerman, playing the part of Tusk Henderson, adventurer and outdoorsman. Think about fitting yourself a month's worth of provisions and a half-ton cow into a kayak. So if you've never listened to the show before, this might be a good place to start. I string a bowstring between her horn tips and I can fire a spear off the top of her head and uh, took in some very delicious cod. So if you're after a new comedy podcast, why not try the Beef and Dairy Network from Maximum Fun? Download it now. You flip a cow upside down, they make an excellent toboggan. Hey, we're Ben and Adam, and we're here to tell you about our Star Trek podcast, The Greatest Generation. Why should I listen to a Star Trek podcast? You may be asking yourself. Well, ours is actually good and funny. We joke around. We we have a lot of fun. We talk about film production techniques that are used in Star Trek. We love to break down the stories and the characters, and we just have a blast while we're doing it. It's kind of like sitting around with a couple of buds, having a beer, and talking about an episode of one of your favorite shows. So go to MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to The Greatest Generation. Yeah, whatever you're using to listen to this, just have it find us and subscribe. And now, back to my delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with Paul Myers. I want to go back to what I, what I meant about Canada, though. So... Canada in 67, there's a there's a documentary right now that's out called Design Canada. I think mm-hmm. it's on Netflix. And it's talking about how we Canadians brought people from Sweden and Germany and all these places to design all the cool stuff and all these cool Helvetica-type fonts and, and the, the flag of Canada, which is so graphic, right? It's like a graphic art, like two borders of red 
two two bars of red with a stylized maple leaf in the middle. It's unlike any other national flag, right? So it was yeah. pretty sexy to be Canadian at one point. And Expo 67 was like this cool sort of uh, World's Fair of modernism. And uh, and you still, like, if you look at that stuff now, it's that retro-futurism. Like, it looks like the future as the 60s saw it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that stuff is kind of there, you know, like the pre-internet stuff, you know. And and so it was really exciting to be, I always felt like Trudeau was cool up here. And I always felt like Toronto was happening and Montreal was happening and Vancouver was the hippie West and they were kind of doing cool things out there too. And I didn't know much about the middle. I didn't know much about Winnipeg or Calgary at that point. That's an interesting thing. I, a lot of, have you been to, you've so you've been to Winnipeg twice. With yeah, and the Calgary about twice as well. But a lot of the Canadians I've met have not, have not traveled Canada that much. Like I, yeah. I would argue at this point, I've seen more of Canada than the average Canadian. There's a possibility that certainly if you, your musician friends who have been in touring bands would yeah. have traveled across. Randy Bachman. Randy Bachman. Is he here? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think, uh, yeah, no, it's certainly like your your Feist, you know, your, sure. your Sloan. They would have seen it. The uh, Sadies. The Sadies would have seen it. Broken Social Scene. Broken Social Scene would have seen it twice. Uh, more than twice. Uh, Rush. Rush would have seen it a few times. Triumph. But Rush also knows your neck of the woods in the north of Can- of the United States, like the northern industrial states, the Rust Belt. Like that's that's, that's where they cut spot. their teeth. Yeah, like oh, yeah. cut their teeth, man. Like uh, that's the phrase they use. Uh, WMMS in Cleveland was yeah. the first station to play Rush. See, we know that it's a, you know how you were taught Catholic stuff when you were a kid. We were taught the history of Rush in school. As it should be. And everybody knew somebody who knew Rush. You know? Really? Yeah, and I remember um, uh, seeing posters for Rush when I was a little baby walking around the streets of North Toronto because they, they're from my suburb, Scarborough. Do you like, know... North York and Scarborough. Do you know any of the Rush guys? I've met Getty Lee, and he's an awesome guy. He's like... He's I've a, heard He's that. a... Uh, what's the word? Uh, intellectual. Like he's, he's a collector of fine things and knows stuff and you know his uh, Instagram account is Getty Images that is hands down the The best best. Instagram uh, where where do you go from there and people I know have like borrowed gear from their 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 touring company or they've uh, recorded in the same studios that they were in like La Studio in Moran Heights where Rush recorded like several bands I know have recorded there Mm -hmm. and or they borrowed a cup of drums from Neil you know, like knock on the door. Neil, are you there? Can I borrow some Dude, drums? If you have to- a Neil, can I borrow your gong? I don't do a Neil Peart impression because I've only ever heard him talk twice. He yeah, doesn't he talk doesn't much. Not, it's not. It's not he, the he sort of, as I recall, he sort of talks like this. Like, well, you know, where I'm reading uh, Anne Rand, and uh, you know, like he's that's a, a pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Getty's much more up here, and he's very, he's very because you hear him screaming and like you know whatever that you know the singing style. I go wow, but he when he's talking, he's very very polite and calm. Like he's got to save his voice for the gig, you know, like. Yeah, uh, I'll, I've interviewed them a couple of times. Uh, that's the thing. I interviewed Rush in their offices, but without Neil. Um, and they had the, I don't know if you know who Karsh is. He's a photographer. He took, Karsh took uh, the mm-hmm. official photograph portraits of a lot of prime ministers and the NASA astronauts, some of them, like the Apollo 11 guys. There's a picture of Rush in front of the moon, like imitating the moon uh, crew, like the, an Apollo crew, like three guys. And it's in their office where their management company is. And I was interviewing them and I said, it's hilarious that your your Yusef Karsh photograph is above you, you know. And they were into it. Like, that's the thing. You know the, you know the thing about being a hoser? Do you know that whole thing? What is the hoser. etymology of hoser? Well, hoser, well, I mean, it became super well known for Bob and Doug McKenzie, right? Um, and the idea of uh, hoser, like they would say, hose off, eh? 
and uh, from you know SCTV, The Great White North. And they're two Canadian guys who often they would say to each other, hey, shut up, you hoser. And hoser is kind of a salt of the earth, kind of like everyman Canadian, likes uh, Molson's beer, hockey. Uh, I mean, Getty Lee sang the theme from the Great White North. Uh, I love it. You know, and, and so hoser is kind of an all-round Canadian. So it's a way of saying, like, it's like, hey, I thought you were a hoser boy. You don't drink beer? Like, you know, and like... I think be, I might be a hoser. You are kind of a hoser. I actually first met you. I said, you know a lot about Canada. Are you, I didn't I didn't say hoser, but that's... You kind of had a lot of hose head vibes. Hose head <laughs> is the term. Now, is that a compliment or should and I now, be offended? Now, it can be a put down. That's the thing. You could be say like... It's like someone's like uh, like Malcolm Gladwell, intellectual, recognized around the world. And somebody goes, yeah, but he's still a hoser or something. You'd be saying it like, say, take a notch off the guy. Like he's he's still common people. You know, that whole thing. Yeah, so well, it's not I, necessarily a put down. I know Malcolm, and I'm now I'm trying to think. Of, I'm wondering if he's a hoser. He's kind of not a hoser when I see him, but I don't know. Like, I'd have to I, ask him if he's like a when hoser. I've heard I heard that podcast he did with Rick Rubin, and I didn't think that was hoserish at all, except that he did mention he did mention listening to the same radio station that I listened to when he was a kid, CFNY. He was mm-hmm. talking about the the alternative rock station that played all the cool stuff from England. Yeah, and I thought that's not a hoser thing. A hoser would have listened to Q107 in Toronto, which was the heavy metal channel. You know, it's metal and slightly new wavy stuff, but mostly metal. I feel like I'm part hoser for sure, but then also part not hoser. I'm a. I would have been a hoser except I started getting interested in like alternative rock and you know new yeah, wave. Yeah, me and, too. And, so I became an anglophile, which kind of tempers the hoser. Yeah, you know? me too. I like. I guess where I'm different, and where I've maintained my hoserness despite being from Cleveland, mm-hmm. is that I a lot of times people they get into you know, punk or, you know, become an anglophile and they reject their hoser past. Right, right. Whereas I have hung on to uh, yeah, no. all of it. Well, it becomes it becomes beautiful, right? It becomes uh, uh, who you are. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, it's for me too. Like, that's what I was talking about. But as I become more American, I, I also find myself guarding my Canadianness or celebrating my Canadianness. So, yeah. So I'm just a hoser at heart, even if I know, and heart, of course, were a Canadian band technically, even though they're from Seattle. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hart got their first break in Canada, and they recorded that album, uh, the first Dreamboat Annie, was recorded in Vancouver. Oh, oh. And they got played on they got played on Canadian radio as Canadian content because the album had been, I think it was either produced and engineered in Canada, which meant that it qualified for Canadian content. So we all thought they were Canadian for the first year. Like, when I heard, like, crazy on you i'd be like good old canadian rock and then of course i hear them talking about seattle i'm like why are they talking about seattle they're canadian right yeah so but anyway anyway, so so i didn't know this this canadian i guess i knew they recorded in vancouver yeah but i didn't i never well no but so so the hoser thing is definitely a kind of it's definitely a unpretentious person from canada and it's can be used as a put down the same way you might want to talk about like a, a, a nine to five laborer. If you're an effete intellectual snob, you might say, oh, this guy's just a working class guy. Well, there's nothing wrong with being a working class guy. So the person who's saying it is calling it a put down, but it's not necessarily a put down. Right. I think I have. I'm going to go get something. Okay. Uh, and you can keep talking. I'll, I'll be back in a I'll do sound effects of you seven. walking down the do street. Do some. Uh, I'm gonna walk. I'm I'll, gonna walk I'll, I'll do a father. monologue as Randy I Bachman. Think, I think I might have the most hoser jacket of all time. I'm gonna get it. So while you're going away, I'll do a little uh, impression of Randy Bachman uh, going to the store. No, I don't think so. 
Well, I'm a baby. I'm going to the store now. Gonna go to the record store. Oh, you know, you know, you know, you know, I'm going to the record store. Anyway, so then, and then that's what happens. Is this a hoser jacket? Oh my God, you can't see this. Uh, and it's like a brilliant red Montreal Canadiens jersey, uh, jacket, uh, hockey jacket. And it's like red and it's deep and red. And there's a crest on it that has the little CH thing, which I could never yeah. figure out. Les and abs. And Canadiens on the back, it's in French. That is so cool. I kind of covet that, to be honest. You'll have to put this on the internet, the uh, photograph of the jacket. Yeah, I think we might. I got this jacket in um, in Toronto. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, therefore it was probably cheap, right? It Cause, was. Because of rivalry. I was wondering why it was so priced to move. <laughs> it was like, it was, um, it was um, th like $35 Canadian. But that must have been why. Because... Um, yeah, because um, that of uh, yeah the I didn't it didn't occur to well, me because I thought who who uh, I would spend any amount of money. Who uh, do you know about this uh, story? You might not know this. There's a story called the sweater. It's a it's a fiction story. Do you know? I'll that? be right back. Mm -hmm. I have I have the sweat. I let okay. let me check. Okay. Sound effects. I'll be right back. Okay. Well, I'm I'm not going to do Randy Bachman this time, but I think I might do. Uh, I might do Getty Lee. So no, I can't do Getty Lee. So so what I was telling uh, Dave about, which he's going to get right now, and there's uh, Lucy is is moaning about. Talking? I'm talking about the book by Roche Carrier. Yes? This is this is it. I have it. Roche Carrier, the sweater. Yes, and it's a uh, the hockey sweater. It's actually called. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's an incredible story. You have some Canadian art in here. Uh, so, yeah, and the story the, for the audience who doesn't know, but if they're listening to a Canadian podcast, there's a good chance they know. It's about a uh, boy in Montreal who sends away to the, I think it's the Eaton's catalog, which is like a Sears Roebuck but in years ago. And he, he wants a hockey sweater and he, he right, right, he's a huge Montreal Canadiens fan and they send him a Toronto Maple Leafs sweater by accident or something. And it's like, it's the worst thing that could have happened to him because of the rivalry between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens oh. in those days, because I don't think they played anymore uh, as much because they were in two, they put them in two different conferences later. Oh yeah, but but there used to be a used to be like you were either you know if you were a Montreal Canadiens fan they would never talk about the Leafs. I can't think of what the rivalry here would be like, but uh, maybe Yankees, uh, Mets, and Red Sox. Oh yeah, 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 and Red Sox for sure, for sure, sure. Is there anywhere I'm, you want to go on this podcast? I'm though? sorry like, for all the distractions. It's um, okay. So, but if you can bring it into wherever you want to go, like with the Canadian podcast, like I I think I. I, this podcast is is a celebration of all things Canadian. So, so I've already done it. We we've been doing it. Okay, good. Hardcore. There's been Randy Bachman, Getty uh, Lee, Lee Anil, Bob and Doug, a Neil Peart uh, impression impression kinda. that I feel like was pretty rock solid. Yeah. Um, considering I, I have no, no idea. one saw it coming. Yeah. No one saw it coming, and no one can validate it. No, we can. We could pull up. We could oh, pull yeah. him up on That's YouTube. I feel like. It was pretty rock solid. He's, he's Neil is one of those guys who's maintained his enigma because he doesn't do fan meet and greets, or certainly Rush don't even tour anymore, but um, uh, they officially, and uh, he rarely did interviews, as far as I know. I've seen interviews with him, and certainly people have talked to him in private, but he doesn't really have a public persona. Well, he's very. He's not even. Did you see the Rush documentary I've from seen two? Yeah, me too. Which one did you see that you're speaking of? Well, was I, I was going to on the lighted stage. I was, well, I saw one that Time came out about still. seven years ago. Oh, that's Maybe Beyond the Lighted Stage. Beyond the Lighted the Stage. One that, the one that where it, I, I'm not, I like Rush. 
but I don't put Rush on if that makes sense. Like when it comes on, I guess it's kind of like donuts. Like I don't go to buy donuts, but if someone offers me a donut, yeah, I'm very happy to have a donut. But uh, and so Rush, when I encounter Rush, I'm like, oh cool, Rush. But um, and they're awesome. But I watched the the documentary that came out about seven years ago or whatever. That, that's called Beyond the Lighted Stage. Yeah, Beyond the Lighted Stage. I think it's a Shakespeare quote. I'm not sure oh. what that. Uh, of course it is. Of course it is. And uh, no, but it's it's good. I like that one. That's by some friends of mine. I hear a hissing. Do you hear that hissing? What is that? The... That's the heater. Okay, sorry. I thought we, maybe we, you were hearing hissing from the rush. Canadian that's the winds. The north winds. No, there's nothing but pro rush vibes so, in this apartment. So it's good. It's a really good documentary. But since then, there's been a sec- second documentary yeah. called uh, "Time Stands Still," and that's the one when they're ending. Yeah. in rush. And that's they're yeah. Like, and that's we're ri- done written being rush. Directed by my friend Dale Hislop from from Toronto, and written by my friend Dave Bedini, who's in a, a very Canadian band called the Reostatics. Oh are, my gosh, my friend Nils, my friend Nils, who lives in Merrickville, Ontario, yeah. he was just texting me about the real statics. Yeah, they're they're kind of like a combination of NRBQ meets uh, a prog band or something. Like they're kind of like they're like that's right it, where you want to be. Sort of, like it's a sweet spot. <laughs> that's your Tim Hortons uh, Friday night. Oh uh, man, right there. yeah, yeah, that's a snow tire right there. <laughs> that's uh, anyway, uh, that's a steel belted snow tire is what it is. I wonder if this podcast will qualifies Canadian content. Absolutely will. Oh, absolutely. That's the so sweet spot. You could probably, yeah, it's the sweet spot. You could probably get some funding. I'm going to get the, I'm grant all money. over it. Grant money. We're, we're, we hit the big time. So, so yeah, so Rush are one of those bands that, just to buttonhole that, Rush are one of those bands that you, I was a huge Rush fan when I was 16, kind of moved away from that kind of progish sort of rock, rock, but still have a respect for it. And when I hear the early stuff that I liked, it still speaks to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and of course, you know, they're just part of the, they're part of the scenery. Like, you know, Rush are part of your uh, reality in Canada. Totally. Well, yeah. growing up in Cleveland, as you mentioned, you know, when I was in high school, I went to an all-boys Catholic high school, St. Ignatius. And when Rush would come to town, a lot of dudes would get really pumped understandably and then the next day everyone would wear their rush t-shirts to right. school over right. their shirt and tie right and uh and they would just be like yeah i totally saw rush last night and it was the only really the only band that people did that for yeah and like everyone that saw rush wore a rush shirt the next day oh that's cool but what what i was going to say is though the well first of all that first documentary like it made me I just, it, it just, I thought it was like a great um, story about their friendship. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, these guys seem like they still really like each other. Yeah. And they like, did a, such a cool thing together. Alex and Getty, for sure. Yeah. Like, they, they're the guys who started the band. Yeah, yeah. And then the end of it, well, and then the second documentary about the, when they decide to stop being Rush, uh, then that one, Neil Peart, he's pretty much... He's not even in any of the sit-down interviews. He's like... I didn't realize that, but you're right. Yeah. He's I, just I like, wasn't conscious of that. But yeah. Like, they show him and they talk to him, but but uh, he's... I think he was like, guys, no, I'm not I'm not hanging out on the couch anymore. He's just also... Into, he's not really into explaining it. Like, I think he likes to do it, or liked to do it, and now he just doesn't like to explain it. He writes books about riding bicycles across America and, and South America, or motorcycles, I think. Yeah, yeah, he cruises yeah. all over. Yeah, so he's definitely uh, a whole different guy. Um, but you, the thing about their friendship, I just want to go back to that, which is they're also like, 
like um, they they were an independent band, something we never really cottoned onto. Like pre-punk, when we think of indie bands, we think of like punk bands who like DIY, making your own records in the garage. Right. Rush were kind of like a home run operation. They signed to Mercury Records. They signed to major labels. Then they started their own label, Anthem Records, which was distributed by other labels. But mm-hmm. they were always kind of uh, making sure that, you know, whatever it was that came out as Rush was the thing that they wanted to do. Like, they never made their records sound like the top 40. Right, right. And they didn't have singles. They didn't have hit singles other than a few. Like, uh, in Canada, at least. I don't know about here. They Definitely, there was a period where they had records that were getting on the radio, like Spirit of Radio. And, yeah. And Tom in, Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Red Barchetta. Red Barchetta. And back in the early day, they had a song called, uh, you know, Fly By Night. That was a big hit. In oh, Canada. yeah, of course. And, that, and of course, my band, when I was a kid, my very first bands used to play covers of uh, Kiss and other things. But we played BTO and we also played three Rush songs. Of course, the guy... What did you play? Working Man? We played Working Man. We also played Fly By Night. And we played um, um, Closer to the Heart, which was hard. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of picking, you know. And there was also a harmony guitar solo, which uh, the other guitar player and I were proud of, that we nailed the harmony parts. Oh, I love it. Yeah, you know, like harmony guitar solos, right? Like we did more than a feeling for, uh, in our band. We probably did it horribly. I'm glad there's no recordings of that. But uh, we, we were like studied the harmonies for years, you know, like the oh, I love two, it. two lead guitars staring at each other, like, look at us, man. You have to stare if you're going to play guitar yeah, you're harmonies. locked in, man. Guitar we also harmonies. Did that, we also did that rock handshake while we were playing. We'd, we'd do this thing where we'd do pull-offs with our, our uh, fretting hand. And then we like give ourselves the big like rock and roll handshake on stage as kind of like a it's like it's like some weird solidarity like we are brothers you know we may be twin lead guitarists but there is no rivalry here I, no, I don't know why it's Russian you're in the oh oh yeah I was gonna say you're in the Scorpions now but oh German yeah yeah but you maybe you're in Gorky Park oh yes oh that's we'll, on your on your German podcast we'll talk about this but I. I once taste in, of Germany. I, I once, yeah, taste of Germany. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we we I once interviewed uh, the lead singer Schenker. What's his name? Uh, oh, well, the lead singer of Scorpions. No, Klaus Meine. Kla- Klaus Meine. Meine. Yeah, Klaus I interviewed Meine. him, and he was on the phone from Portland, uh, Oregon, and I said, "Where are you calling from?" Because it was a phone interview. And he goes, "I'm in Portland, the city of roses," and the way he said it was just so hilarious that I kept the tape of it because it made me laugh. It looks like we are in Portland, city of roses, and like that's my only chunk of memory from that interview. Now is that he that he told me I never knew it was the city of roses until it pre-Portlandia, man. Like Klaus of Mina told me the whole thing. He is, you know, he came to school us. It's true, and uh, the winds of change. Yeah, but again, save this for your German podcast, I guess. I but, know. No, we we need, we should close on some. Oh, uh, want to close on content. some Canadian thing? Yeah, like what would it be? Best sure. name Canadian town. Best name Canadian town. Uh okay. It's 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 um toss up between Medicine Hat and Come by Chance. I gotta go Come by Chance on this. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Medicine. I love Medicine Hat. Do you know Medicine Hat? In my forthcoming book about Canada. Yes. I talk. I mentioned Medicine Hat, and the name Medicine Hat has always struck me as uh, the name for a band that would would primarily play biker rallies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sent this chapter into my editor, and with his, you know, you know, when you get yeah. you get the book back, it has all the comments. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's uh, he said um, I did a bit of googling, and he sa- he has the website for Medicine Hat, the band. And uh, they're exactly so. There's a band called Medicine Hat, and their website is medicinehattheband.com. 
I don't think they're from Madison Hat, but they, I didn't get their tour itinerary, but look at these guys. They look like they play at biker rallies, right? Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of blues guitar solos. Yeah, yeah, there, and a lot of chugging rhythm. Right. There's eight guys in the band. Oh, wow, so nobody gets paid. No. <laughs> it's the Earth, Wind, and Fire effect. Yeah, that's so, okay. Booking. No one's getting paid tonight. No <laughs> one's getting paid. And then I guess I guess there's two things: getting paid and getting laid. So maybe they got half of that. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's the Earth, Wind, and Fire joke. Uh, but anyway. Uh, but about so the other thing is okay between Medicine Hat and the other one was Moose Jaw. I think it's like yeah. my third choice is Moose Jaw because Moose Jaw is like what part of the moose should we name our town after? I don't know Moose Moose Hoof. No, that's silly. Moose Moose Horn Moose Moose uh, Eyes. No, dude, moose. think harder. Think harder. Moose Jaw. Got it. Like <laughs> like it's like and then they have a big meeting. It's like we got the town name. I've been to Moose Jaw. What's it like, man? It's a delight. It's a delight. It's pretty good. I I I like. I always wanted to go there because Clark Gillies uh, was from there. Is from there still? Yeah, you're always from there. And uh, and uh, the the name Moose Jaw somehow. Well, it's probably Native Canadian, right? It's probably first generation First Nations, right? Yes, but it has something to do with. Uh, I think someone was fixing a wagon or something, and they used a moose jaw. Oh, that's pretty cool. I'm, you know, so this is. I'd like to know the story of Come by Chance now. <laughs> well, that's for another podcast. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Perfect out. And there you have it, my delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with Paul Myers. Please check out Paul's new podcast, The Record Store Day Podcast, which is wherever you find incredible podcasts. Get Paul's book, The Kids in the Hall, One Dumb Guy, and get his other book that he's a co-editor of, Go All the Way, a Liter- Literary Appreciation of Power Pop, which is out November 2nd, and get the album from his Power Pop duo, The Paul and John. I have it. It's excellent. I sure did learn a lot from Paul. For example, I learned that... Canadians always feel Canadian, even if they have U.S. citizenship. And Paul would know. Hosers are salt of the earth. Average Canadians who drink Molson, and I was very excited to hear this. Paul, in fact, thinks that I, Dave Hill, might actually be a hoser. How sweet is that? Worked my whole life for this. I also learned that being an Anglophile tempers the hoser. I guess we kind of all saw that one coming. And finally... Paul does an incredible impression of Bachman Turner Drive's own, and of course, the Guess Who's own, Randy Bachman, going to the store. I think I'm going to make that my ringtone, actually. Before I go, I'd like to thank my partner in crime, producer, and all-around sweet dude, Chris Gersbeck. Thanks for putting this on the map, uh, putting it together, uh, doing the fancy knob twisting. I don't know what... Uh, I, all of a sudden don't know basic words uh, and thanks to our friends at Maximum Fun for uh, honoring us by letting us be a part of their incredible podcasting empire for more information on Maximum Fun and their exploits go to MaximumFun.org all sorts of incredible podcasts there for your enjoyment for your listening pleasure 
And as long as I'm doing some plugs, may I also encourage you to pick up a copy of my new book, Parking the Moose, One American's Epic Quest to Uncover His Incredible Canadian Roots. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell calls it the wisest and funniest book about Canada ever, but whatever. I'll let you decide. Anyway, get it. Tired of begging. Um, Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you're Canadian. Uh, It'll really help us out in our our quest for podcasting world domination. This has been So You're Canadian with me, Dave Hill. And I'm not sorry. Okay, I gotta go play ball with Lucy. Come here, Lucy. Give me that ball. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.